What sport do you think would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? <laughs> <laughs> a mandatory amount. Hmm. I think it would. I think it'd be hilarious to watch couples tennis. Couples match. tennis. With people loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good. I think that would be hilarious to watch. <laughs> See, I, I thought about this last night, and I kind of landed on uh, couples figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, let me throw in, uh, if people didn't get seriously injured, what would be the funniest? And I... <laughs> I'm going to stick with tennis. So I thought couples figure skating, possibly MMA, and then I thought, let's just get the commentators drunk. I think that would be good <laughs> yeah. for just about any sport. That'd be funny. <laughs> so with that, welcome to episode 21 of Stories from a Bar. I'm your host, Chris Osborne, and for this episode, I'm hanging out with Mike Bellini and Mike Schaefer of The Real McCoy Beer Company. How are you guys doing, Mike and Mike? Doing good. Good, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know we got in touch a while ago. And we're just now, finally now getting around to getting together. So thank you for making time for me and everything. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you. No problem. Uh, before we really get into anything, today's a big day for you guys. But first, let's talk about, uh, we got a little smattering of beer samples here. Yes. So I'm going to start with uh, this guy right here. Any idea which one this <laughs> this was? That is our... That is the Double Day IPA. Oh, the Double Day IPA. It's a double IPA. Nice. And we'll talk about the rest of these as we go out through the episode. But uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the Double Day here? Yeah. So given the history around this building, the base recipe for this beer was uh, an English-style pale ale. Um, and then, of course, because it was going to be an IPA, we jacked it up pretty heavily with uh, very modern-style trendy hops using Simcoe and and Summit and Apollo. That gives it that very uh, citrusy, grapefruity taste. I like it, it's really good. Thank you. Um, and because of the history with uh, Avenue Double Day in baseball, um, we thought it would be fun to make it a 9%. <laughs> because of nine players on a baseball field. Okay, yeah, good, I like nine. the reasoning. <laughs> yeah. It's not just 9% to be 9%. Nope, nope, so we wanted to tie it back to baseball, so. That's how we arrived at a 9% double IPA. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. I will drink that a little slower now that I know it's 9%. <laughs> yeah. You'll know it after the, the, the little, little taster. So, uh, well, why don't we start with um, Real McCoy Beer Company. Based It's actually based in Del Mar, even though we're hanging out up in Boston Spa today. Yeah. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about how uh, yourselves and how Real McCoy got started then? So about uh, four years Four years ago, we opened our doors in Del Mar, New York, and a garage it used to be an auto body shop, and I was renting the um, paint shop portion of the body shop, which uh, we converted into a brewery, a small brewery. Nice. Uh, three and a half barrel system. Uh, we had seven taps coming out of a wall that was, you know, a walk-in cooler where we kept our kegs, and we had about a 12 feet by. 14 feet tasting room so it really really served only as a place for people to come fill growlers yeah and then be on their way yeah and we were only open four hours a week just typically on saturdays really yep and uh that was enough to keep us going until we could sort of build the brewery out organically as as the town and the community found out that there was actually a brewery in delmar mm -hmm. people started coming out and 
first opportunity we had to expand and actually have a tasting room, um, we took it and we leased the space next door. We connected the two spaces together and we have a, a place that is about the same size as this place here in Boston Spa as far as seating wise, about 38 seats. All right. Uh, but we do have a nice long bar there. Um, but what we love about Del Mar uh, is we have big overhead doors and we're off of, right off of Delaware Avenue. Nice. So it's a pretty good location. Yeah, in the springtime, in the summer, we have our doors wide open. We have you know, 15, 20 picnic tables out there where people just spread out. They come right off the rail trail um, and they hang out. You know, we, at any given time, we could have 100 people at our place and there's only three cars in the parking lot. <laughs> Because people just walk there. That's awesome. Strollers, they have their dogs. Oh man, being some place where there's a lot of walking is key. Yeah, which is why we're here in Boston <laughs> Spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you guys? Are you local guys? How'd you end up in Del Mar? So I live. I live up there. Okay. Uh, I actually grew up in Clifton Park, but I moved to Del Mar or near Del Mar about 15 years ago. Um, and I just I like the community. It's where I hung out. You know, my wife and I, if we wanted to go out. We'd go out in Del Mar because it's right, right close to our house. Um, yeah, so it, it's just I, I just like that walking community feel, and I thought it'd be a great spot for nice. a brewery. Uh, Albany has plenty of breweries and Saratoga and all these other surrounding communities. So I thought the community was there to support it. Yeah, and it turned out to be true. No, but I'm, yeah, there's a lot of breweries that pop up, and generally they're all are you know fairly successful they're all maintaining their own they all get a lot of support it's a pretty awesome community that yeah just when i talk into a lot of the people that everyone supports each other that's really cool yep what about you mike are you local as well other mike yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so i live in niskayuna um i just moved there last weekend whereabouts are you uh just generally uh, you know Hillcrest Village? Yes, sir. Yep. yep. Right oh. in that general oh, yes. area. Oh, yeah. So we're basically neighbors. That's oh, right. really? Awesome. <laughs> we're right over off of Hilltops. Okay, yeah. So um, I lived, well, I'm originally from Detroit, but uh, my family moved here when I was a teenager. And I've lived uh, in Albany for say, probably 10 years, 15 years. And then when we had a couple kids for the school district, as everybody does, we moved to Niskayuna. So, yep. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a local for all intents and purposes. Yep. Nice. How did you guys end up getting into brewing? So um, I worked in construction for about 20 years, and I've always been interested in craft brewing. And my wife and I kind of have always wanted to do something, you know, on our own or teamed up with with an individual such as Mike. And uh, we had the opportunity to get this place, the Doubleday House in Boston Spa. And uh, I reached out to a couple uh, brewers hoping to have a partnership where we could have a tap room for their product. Mm-hmm. And Mike responded right away. And uh, so I met with Mike a couple days later. And... Uh, set everything up through Mike and uh, we just basically went from there. Nice. So I got to ask right at the top of my list of questions is the name. Where did the real McCoy come from? I assume you're a giant fan of the Euro pop German no. band. Okay. <laughs> no, in fact, I didn't know, even know about All right, full disclosure. That. I got a lot of questions about them. <laughs> no, I, I never... Uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't know about that. Or maybe not. I guess we'll all find out together. <laughs> it was just... It was one of those things that... Do you get asked that a lot? I do get asked it a lot, and, and I guess it, it just... I like the idea. I thought it would be cool for people to walk into a bar or a brewery and say, with with so many options that are always available, I thought it would be cool to say, I'll have the real McCoy. Like, mm-hmm. give me the real McCoy. All right. Yeah. And I just thought it had some really good marketing uh, potential for you know differentiating it from the 
variety that you find now at good craft beer bars. I can't rule out that I'll also use one of the band's songs as the intro and outro music to this episode. <laughs> right. All right. I okay. <laughs> And for my purposes, too, as I've worked with Mike, as soon as I speak to friends, coworkers, whoever, about, you know, the project that we're doing, as soon as I see the name The Real McCoy, immediately somebody will say, oh, that's a good name. I like that name. Like it's, it's a good name. Comment. It stands out. It's memorable. Yeah. And not because of the band. <laughs> not just because of the band. <laughs> it's not one that you forget. So you guys opened back in 2015, right? The spot in Del Mar? Correct. Yeah. And uh, it's definitely grown. I've had a couple of your, I've run into a few of your beers. I haven't made it to the main tap room yet, mm-hmm. but I have been to a couple beer events yeah, so. where you guys have had your booth or table set up there. Yep. And I've always enjoyed what I've tasted. Thank so you. let's uh, let's move on to a second sample here. What is this guy? That is the red. The red. Empire red, it's called. All right. Maybe t- tell me a little bit about this guy. Yeah. So it has the name Empire Red because we're a farm brewery and... Uh, and some of our beers, we like to just go all in with New York. So it is made entirely of New York State pale malt. Um, and then we use, you know, just some crystal malts to, to good. add some color and give it a little more complexity. Yeah, it's got a nice color to it. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, and we actually dry hop that a little bit. Not intensely, so it falls into what might be an IPA, but um, it just gives it a little more character when you bring it up to your mouth to drink it. Nice. You get a little hop. It is quite tasty. Eh? That's a good red. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so being a small batch farm brewery, how many? How much of your ingredients do you actually get from New York State? Uh, so we're still under the 20% rules right okay. now for grain and hops, um, which is actually very easy to do. At first, um, even just a short four years ago, um, I watched a lot of uh, maltsters come and go. Um, we were sourcing out of Rochester, but now luckily for us, we have a great maltster right here in Albany, New York, that is buying grain from all over New York State and malting it right in Colony, right on Ventrano Road. So um, Convergence Craft Malt is our primary base malt supplier for our New York State Farm Brewery. Nice. Yeah, and they're, and they're great guys, and they're into beer. Um, I would hope so. <laughs> and they're, uh, well, some people get in it for the money. I well, think, yeah, that's for true. The, for the beer. Um, I suppose that's important as well. Yeah, <laughs> less or so. Yeah. Um, but they're cool, and I actually had the opportunity to visit one of the farmers um, that supplies um, most of the pale malt that we use and the red and um, a different IPA that we don't have here um, out near Utica, New York. Okay. It was, it was a really cool experience. I mean, it was a three-and-a-half-hour drive because uh, when I say Utica, New York, it was still an hour southwest of Utica. Um, but it was a tremendous farm, and it was, there were, you know, the windmills all over the, the land. It was just a really cool thing to be out in the middle of, I don't know how many acres it was. He was yeah. He's getting, you know, 80,000 tons, I think, from these fields that I was standing Wow. wow. I, I, that, I think that's what he said. Um, so as far as you can see, you just see wheat or uh, barley, um, and in the background, all these windmills. So it was really cool. Um, but it was it was nice to to get to gain that perspective from literally grain to glass for what is now our flagship beer, which is our Del Martian New England IPA. So we went right to the source, and we actually put together a video um, tracking it literally from holding the grains in our hands all the way back to it being malted and then making the beer and then drinking it. That's so cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I, uh, I mean, I assume you guys started with home brewing. I did, yeah. Are there any? I always. This is one thing I always love to ask. Were there any uh, fun, epic fails or mistakes along the way? Anything that stands out? Sometimes I get some yeah, good stories. No, sometimes there, I don't. So there, that's why there I, have I, been plenty. Uh, <laughs> just tons of bad batches of beer. I mean, my friends were kind enough to to tell me, "Oh, this is great." I think they were just more. Uh, interested in what the alcohol did <laughs> the end result and, and really the, the taste but uh, yeah yeah plenty of even even now at the brewery you know when you when you're experimenting and trying new things not everything works out we've done dumped our fair share of batches right down the drain <laughs> yeah. yeah it happens yeah. so I mentioned earlier today's a big day for you guys let's talk about what's going on today and why we're in Boston Spa we are actually at the Abner Doubleday House here in Boston Spa, yeah. where uh, the so-called, I believe, father of baseball was lived as a young boy. And you guys are turning into your second tap room, right? That's correct. So, nice. Actually, I hadn't looked into Abner Doubleday in years, because I don't follow baseball much, and I didn't realize that it's pretty much been discredited that yeah. he, well, there's no real evidence that he actually invented right. baseball. And it was, it was not a claim he never made. It was made. It was then. It's just crazy to see how far. <laughs> yeah, we have fields named after. Yeah, them in Cooperstown and Spalding of Spalding Baseball actually kind of invented the myth of Abner Doubleday in order to market his baseballs. He, you know, American, you know, general, American hero. He actually invented baseball, so he used that as uh, as buzz to uh, get people to buy baseballs. That's kind of how the myth generated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. yeah, I know. I looked up. He was born June. 1819 lived here as a small boy so this house is at least 200 years old yeah which is amazing that it's still around yeah they just wasn't it this past summer they celebrated his back yeah they had a yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. back in june they did a 200 birthday celebration that's it and uh how tough was it I, obviously opening a tap room or a brewery has its own challenges how tough is trying to do that in a historic spot or landmark like this were there any added challenges I mean, it didn't seem like there were too many challenges that were meant for you, right? No, it, it wasn't uh, It wasn't overly difficult. We kind of worked with the space that we had. So, I mean, there's really no modifications um, to the structure. I mean, there's no holes cut in the floor or anything. It, we just kind of worked around the existing structure, and it wasn't overly difficult, no. Really? We just kind of uh, uh, made everything removable, so to speak. So you don't mess with a historical building at all. So that bar there, I mean, it's there, it's it's solid, but if need be, it comes apart and you can take it right out. So again, to preserve the integrity of the building. Awesome. Yep. Um, I've, obviously the house has been used for a number of things during that time, most recently an antique shop. Uh, when that place closed down, how'd you guys, who, were, who had the idea to try to open the tap room here? <laughs> so I initially had the uh, idea as far as um, a general thought of opening up a tap room and um, joining a brewer, partnering with a brewer. Mm -hmm. And uh, just by pure circumstance, I was looking around online at different, you know, things that were available. And I saw this place, it had come available the same day or the day before that I was looking. So it was just a circumstance. So it came right up here. And I uh, met with John Cromey, who restored this house. It was in shambles, absolute shambles. He, all this, it was his restoration. And uh, leased the house from him and uh, partnered with Mike as far as the real McCoy part of it. But uh, yeah, the initial, uh, the initial, uh, idea of getting the Doubleday House um, was uh, was mine, hoping that it would uh, it would work out, you know. So. <laughs> and it looks like it's. You guys have set it up really cool. It has that old time pub type feel, which I love. Yeah. It, that was definitely the goal to uh, have it be one of those historical places you walk in, and it feels like the time period that that the house actually is. So thank you. 
you did a good job there. Uh, so there was no pushback from the town or anything using this place for... Wow. The, the town's been very welcoming. Uh, neighbors, everybody we've talked to, done some uh, a few events with folks in the town, you know, like the Abner's birthday celebration, and everybody has been a very welcoming neighbor. Everyone's been uh, happy, that, that, happy that we're here, you know, nothing but encouragement. It's been, it's been very good, actually. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Let's move on to another beer here. Before, uh, if I drink all of these right away, I'll be here for a little while. So, <laughs> uh, what are we looking so at here? That is, one the, is, is this the cream or the stout? Nope, that is the stout. Oh, right. That is the, what we call Doc McOats snake oil. Doc McOats snake oil, all right. Yeah. Let's talk about that name. So, <laughs> it's, it was fun. It's a fun name. So the idea of um, Doc McOats and snake oil is just like an old school, um, what would you call it? Like you've heard the term snake oil salesman. Yeah. These charlatans that would breeze through town and try to sell these elixirs to cure people. Mm -hmm. So this is a beer version of that. (laughs) This will cure what ails you. and it is a tasty stout. Definitely, it is tasty. Yeah, it's about seven and a half percent. It uses um, is a, a very traditional stout style recipe, uh, but then we do a couple of different things to it. We we add a little milk sugar to it, so it has a little bit of a residual sweetness. Um, it's made with oats, oats, so it has some mouthfeel to it. And then we um, add a lot of organic cocoa nibs after primary fermentations done so that it picks up some chocolate notes. And then to top it off, we used charred oak spirals, basically, um, that were soaked with spiced rum. Nice. Um, and then we add that right to the to the batch as well, and then let it sit there for uh, a couple of weeks. I'm not usually a big stout fan myself, but this is, I like this. This is, it's light and it's still a little light and. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's tasty. That is tasty. So, being, uh, we actually, we were talking while you guys were helping to set up. This is your second tap room opening up today. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking before noon, so it's, <laughs> the day's going to be fun. That's right. Uh, but you mentioned you had three more you were so going to, uh, you were thinking of, right? Our plan is, you know, we have five total that the allow, the, our farm brewery license allows for. Uh, the plan would be to have, you know, obviously, this is going to be our first, and we're not opening today. Today's just an open house. An open waiting, house. Waiting for the license from the liquor authority. Um, but we, we plan to have, um, we're looking to add two more by the end of 2020. Nice. Any idea where yet, or are you still trying to figure that out? Lots of ideas. <laughs> but we're, we're keep that keeping that under wraps for <laughs> now. Not a problem. So... You guys have this place set up pretty well. What do you? What are your expectations for this place? Is it, leaving it? Is this about as far as we're going? Are you planning to do anything else with the house? Or uh, well, I think we're gonna. Um, well, as far as the house goes, I think you've done everything that we can. You can do right. Yeah, as far as uh, what the the town licenses allow, this is pretty much I think the way it will stay. Of course, in nice weather, there will be stuff happening outside in the back or in the front. But as far as inside the building, pretty much yes. Nice. And uh, what hours can people expect for the? this tap room to be open any ideas we'll pretty much uh, be mirroring the delmar location so um it'd be uh, wednesday through saturday uh, evenings during the weekdays and then saturdays will be noon you know just just like the uh, delmar location nice are you guys big baseball fans is that another reason you jumped at the house <laughs> i like watching baseball I, I prefer going to a baseball game me too i'm not I try a, to watch on tv i feel the exact same way i've never been a big fan 
I definitely don't watch it on TV. Yeah, watch the Yankees during the playoffs. You know that sort of thing. But. See, I uh, I don't really have a root and interest in any in any particular team, but I do enjoy hearing about when the Yankees lose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want them, huh? If it makes you feel better, it's not like I'm a Red Sox fan either. So generally, like to see it lose. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, so I've met some obnoxious fans in my day for both sides. No doubt. Yep. <laughs> That's true. But uh, and I played little league as a kid, but that was kind of forced more into that. I think my dad was the coach. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't really want to do this. But uh, a couple summers ago, I actually did go to a Red Sox game for mm-hmm. the first time. And being at Fenway is really cool. cool. Oh, yeah. So, go, no going to a game is fun. You can eat, you can drink, you can get up, walk around. And for me as a nerd, it was Game of Thrones night as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of people dressed up in like Game of Thrones costumes. <laughs> And uh, my brother took me, and he was trying to knock stuff off like his bucket list. Yeah. So he bought really good seats. We were sitting just past the third base, second row up from the field, mm. like going into the outfield. Yeah. Like the color guard lined up right in front of us for the anthem, so we're on the screen, oh, <laughs> screen <nice>. up there. <laughs> and my dad's texting me, he's like, I can see you on TV. I'm like, all right, I won't do anything stupid. <laughs> and But uh, we were in like the first row, because there were four empty seats. Yeah. And then two of the guys, and the tickets were actually the second row, but we were sitting in the first row. Two guys showed up, so we just moved down. Yeah. They have TVs in the wall right in front of us, which is cool, so you can see what's going on. But uh, the guy next to me ended up getting a line drive foul ball that came right at us. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if only you came later. That'd yeah. be my bite, man. That'd be my baseball. They got the souvenir. <laughs> So, what kind of beer? Let's talk about a, uh, another beer here as we move along. So, this is our newest beer called Hopped Upstate. Hopped Upstate. So, kind of a play on words. We're in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the grain that goes into that beer is grown in upstate New York. Um, but there's so much hops in it that we like the idea of leaves you in a hopped upstate of mind. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And are these beers that'll be just here at the Doubleday House, or are these going to be down in Del Mar yeah. too? No, everything, anything we serve down in Del Mar, well, we'll nice. put on tap up here. What uh, what tends to be the most popular beer? Uh, Any- unfortunately, uh, that one's not here right now. It's our, <laughs> it's our Del Martian. It's oh, all right. Ship New England IPA, similar to that one, but is um, we're committed to using all New York State stuff in the Del Martian. Um, so that is our most popular. But this one is fast becoming. This is good. I like a this. Right I'll have a, maybe I'll have a pint of that before I go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's a good one. Do you guys have a personal favorite that you've brewed? I'm a sucker for, well, so far the things that I've tried from Mike, I'm a sucker for cream ales because you don't see them everywhere, especially a yeah. nice one. So the cream ales definitely got a, a spot for me. That one's tasty. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's like asking me, which is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> There's really an answer, but you don't want to admit it? Okay, <laughs> I got it. Uh, I do find myself um, drinking uh, usually whatever I just put on last. So whatever the freshest beer is, um, I, I find myself gravitating towards that one. Nice. You're just most proud of the new, like it's like the newborn. <laughs> Everyone wants to hold the baby. <laughs> I want to drink See the, the, baby. the new beer. So when it comes to the real McCoy and what you've been able to do with it so far is there anything that really stands out as something you're most proud of I, I i just like the fact that we've evolved based on the support we got from the community yeah you know i you can my partner alex and i you can you know write a business plan and you can map out a, a one three and five year plan but ultimately your customers are going to 
map that out for you. And they've put us just on an awesome trajectory. And we're happy to, you know, we're almost going along for the ride with the people that come in and support us. So um, I think that's the best, the best part about it. Nice. You know, they really sort of, they've always been out there to support us. In fact, the gentleman who's here right now is one of our, <laughs> our best customers. Ah, okay. <laughs> and he's, he's actually one of um, Albany's um, premier beer memorabilia collector. Really? So I'll have to it, chat with him. Yeah. When... Uh, the movies coming in, like Ironweed, all those movies, they contact him and he fits up the, whatever the bar or place that they're going to be filming. Awesome. Make it oh, look okay. like a period, you know, time, you know, moment in time. Awesome. So he's got all stuff. He's, he's a real cool I'll guy. talk to him. Yeah. We got two more beers here that we can chat about as we yep. so barrel through this. What's this guy right here? This is the cream ale. The cream ale. Yep. So that is a very traditional cream ale uh, made with corn. It's made with rice. Uh, Pilsner malt, and we call it a Liberty Cream Ale because it uses. Ooh, that is good. Liberty hops. I don't drink a lot of cream ales, like you said. There, you don't find them everywhere. Right, right, right. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. Find one to try. It's fun. This yeah. one's not your dad's cream ale. This is set no seven <laughs> percent. You got a little theme here going on yeah. with the uh, high percentages here. Yeah. Um, well, not all of them, but, <laughs> but that one um, is uh, is a nice seven percent cream ale. Very smooth. <laughs> yes. Nice. So. We talked about opening some more locations at later on later dates. Is there anything else going on for the future of Rio McCoy? Yeah. Or you guys got in the works? So in Del Mar, we're, we're right, like, any week now, we, we hope we're going to be starting a new building on the premises in Del Mar. Nice. Uh, so that we can support more of the wholesale uh, and distribution aspects of the business, which mm-hmm. we've not done right now. We've almost 100% of what we sell, we sell at, through our own taps, with the exception of just a couple of local restaurants that we distribute to. Yeah. Um, but the goal would be for 2020 would to be to be distributing. Nice. Um, so we're building a purpose-built uh, facility for that. Cool. Yeah, so we've already started receiving new equipment to support that. We've gone from three and a half barrel fermenters to adding uh, a couple of seven barrel fermenters in probably have two more coming before the spring is here nice so we'll be able to put a lot of beer out there what you guys what were you guys doing before you got into brewing <laughs> well i still work full-time <laughs> okay what what are you doing while you're brewing uh i'm in technology sales oh all right yeah um and that's what i've been doing most of my career so nice uh, telecommunications industry it's been very good uh over the last two decades so it's afforded me the ability to have a like a project like the real mccoy Mm -hmm. um my partner alex and i you know we're into the craft and uh so it's really not like work you know that old saying um if you love what you do so um so i started the podcast yeah it was was funny i started helping a buddy of mine and then who had a podcast and then i started getting into it like is this what it feels like to like what you do? <laughs> right. That's, That's a beautiful thing. That's it. So you mentioned your partner, Alex. Who's yeah. Alex? So Alex uh, Schur and I, uh, Alex came on board about two years ago. Okay. Trying to do this all on my own. Uh, that wasn't uh, sustainable. And uh, we're growing. You know, we're, yeah. I was chasing my tail for two years. Um, so Alex came on um, and 
you know, now we divide and conquer everything that needs to get done, and uh, it's been great. Nice. Yeah, so he's back at the mothership. Uh, we opened up at 12, so he's... Uh, he's down in Del Mar today. Down in Del Mar today, and I think at some point um, we're going to swap. He's going to come up here, and I'll, I'll head back down there to, to close up shop. Nice. Uh, so what's life like outside of the brewery for you guys? What kind of hobbies are you into? Well, I've got uh, two little boys, a five-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh, so geez, you're I've, busy. I've got no hobbies right now. <laughs> it's my hobbies, the real McCoy and Balsa Spa and taking care of two boys. So Nice. Yep, that's uh, life's very busy, but life is good. Nice. Mike, any yeah. other outside interests? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I have a 10-year-old daughter. Uh, my wife and I would be like, uh, you know, we have friends that we like to spend time with you know when you're working a lot it's always good to just sometimes just relax with your friends yeah but love love to fish um you know i look forward to my annual fishing trip every may up and up the adirondacks cool so, um aside from that yeah it's mostly spending time with their friends and their family and enjoying life with them nice well you guys are going to be opening in a few minutes so let me talk about this last beer and then i've got a listener question for you from someone i'm sure you know okay <laughs> so that is the last beer there is our northern london brown okay so it is um it's, it's a really just old school recipe it uses a um invert sugar which is which is something that's hard to find, and you can make it yourself. But it's basically you put it's nice. you put sugar in a pot, and you maintain it at a certain temperature for a certain period of time, and it darkens, almost like caramelizes, and then that gets added to the batch and um, balances it out with some noble English hops, and you got a northern English brown. I like it. That's yeah. good. It's good brown. So I mentioned I had a listener question. Uh, I assume one of you at least knows Scott Feltman. Of course. <laughs> Brewer at Indian Ladder Farms. Yeah. He wants to, he wanted me to ask, he says, ask him when he's going to bring me flying. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on there? Yeah, so in uh, the past life I was, uh, I, well, I'm still a pilot, a commercial pilot. Are you really? Yeah. Um, and I held a job a few years ago that um, just fell into my lap, so to speak. Um, I... I tried to get away from telecommunications, uh, technology type sales, and I went to work for a manufacturer and uh, who manufactured components for the telecommunications industry. And it just so happened they were based at Albany Airport. Mm -hmm. And when I went there to interview, uh, I had no idea what I was walking into, but I walked into a hangar that was filled with airplanes <laughs> that also was a manufacturing facility for these components. And so I immediately said, well, I need to work here because in, no one there knew that my background was in, you know, aerospace and that I had a commercial pilot's license. So, of course, I took the job and I found myself on an airplane nice. every, every week. And sometimes it was commercial. I was a passenger. And other times it was private, commercial, corporate, um, private uh, corporate piloting. And I was flying people places, <laughs> whether it was Virginia or... Um, Grand Rapids or Miami or Denver. Wow. Um, so what's, what Scott was probably referring to is anytime I was traveling somewhere, of course, I would go check out new breweries. So from, Obviously. from looking from the outside in, you know, it's like, where is Mike Bellini now? Because I'd be in Miami one day and then three days later I'm in Texas somewhere. And it's always a picture of me having a, a beer at a brewery somewhere. I'd be doing the same thing. So. Yeah, so um, I think Scott one, one day asked me, 
um, if, what it would cost to charter our corporate jet out to Denver for the big you know, the beer conference. And I said, more than you or I could afford. <laughs> uh, but that, that's, that's where that question comes from. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, like I said, you guys are getting ready to uh, start your little open house here. So I think we'll wrap this up. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out, inviting me up here, before man. the open house starts to do this. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Stories from a Bar. Big thank you to Mike Bellini and Mike Schaefer, right? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you hanging out, having some beer, sharing, you know, stories about the real McCoy and yourselves and stuff. I always love to get a sense of, you know, who the people are behind the beer. Great. And it's always fun to just kind of hang out, have some drinks and chat. Thank you. you. And uh, for all you people out there that have heard of The Real McCoy that haven't, I definitely recommend all of these six beers here that I've tried, and I will finish these samples because that is my goal. Uh, You can find Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoriesFAB. Be sure to follow The Real McCoy Beer Company on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep tabs on the stuff they have going on. Uh, Of course, they're... Main hub is out of Del Mar, but if you're up in the Boston Spa area, certainly be sure to stop by the Abner Doubleday House here and get that old pub feel with great beer. (laughs) Anything else you guys want to plug or throw in? All set. Thank you. Nice. And, of course, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, and even more importantly, leave a fantastic review and spread the word. So until next time, cheers. Cheers.